Thanks for taking the time to listen to our latest content here on the Blood Red channel. Guy here with just a quick message. Do you want the very latest Liverpool FC news directly into your inbox? Well then sign up to our daily LFC newsletter, which will bring you the breaking news and big events from around Anfield. To subscribe, just go to bit.ly forward slash LFC newsletter. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash LFC newsletter. Or click the link in the description of this podcast and pop in your email address. It really is that simple. That link once more bit.ly forward slash LFC newsletter. Well, thanks for your time and on with the podcast. This is the Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel, taking a bite-sized look at some of the big Liverpool FC talking points. 710 appearances for Liverpool Football Club with 186 goals coming for Steven Gerrard during his illustrious career at Anfield. And on this day, five years ago, Steven Gerrard played his last game in front of the Anfield crowd. It didn't go quite the way the captain would have wanted, falling to a 3-1 defeat to Crystal Palace. But that was the last chapter in Steven Gerrard's Anfield outings. I'm Guy Clark. Welcome here to the Agenda on the Blood Red podcast. Alongside me is Theo Squires as we get set to just have a quick natter and a quick chat about Steven Gerrard, the player, the captain and the icon to Liverpool supporters. Of course, his Liverpool career didn't finish with that defeat against Crystal Palace. There was still one more outing for him away at Stoke City. The less said about that, the better. Theo, thanks for joining me. Hope you're well. And, uh, well, Steven Gerrard, what a player. Yeah, how has it been five years, first of all? That's crazy. It's flown. It shows um, how much Jurgen Klopp's turned this team around. That five years ago, losing to Crystal Palace, week later getting battered 6-1 by Stoke. But Steven Gerrard, I think you could speak to any Liverpool fan my age, mid-late 20s, early 30s, and they will just wax lyrical about it and they will tell you the exact same thing. We grew up um, when Liverpool were going through the motions, so to speak, where they were wanting to be these title challengers, uh, just fell short. Rafa came in, they dropped off a little bit, won the European Cup, started to climb, dropped off again. But he is just the one constant through about 15 years. All these great memories, they all come back to Steven Gerrard right through to the fact when he was a kid coming on at right back in games, under Julia, uh, then he comes through in the treble season. He's this box-to-box central midfielder, scoring some memorable goals, getting PFA Young Player of the Year. I remember, well, obviously, it's the anniversary of the treble against Alaves today. His goal in that game was brilliant, superb run into the box, drilling it across the keeper. Um, 2001-2002, steady progress again. He's still this constant Liverpool player. You think, well, you're 19, you're 20, you're 21. You shouldn't be as good as you are. You shouldn't be making the impact you are at this age. This is the talent we've got on our hands. Dips off a bit in 2002, 2003. He missed the World Cup through, I think, a groin injury. And then he had personal issues going on at the time that he's often spoken about. Um, the big game, I think, for him in that one. There was a Basel Champions League game. Liverpool getting knocked out. He was subbed at half-time. Fell out with Julia a little bit, but he picked himself up. Three, four months later, he goes and scores in the Worthington Cup final. Brilliant goal against Manchester United. Within a year, he's Liverpool captain. Rafa comes in, and then it's just amazing goal after amazing goal trophy after trophy and he is a world-class player for the next five years 10 years easily he's just Liverpool from this era and we could talk all day about these great goals these great games all these European games these Premier League games he is just Liverpool's best player in my opinion and it's just a criminal 
it's a crime that you didn't win more, that you didn't achieve more just through the players that you had around him at the time. Like if you put him in this side, can you imagine how good he'd be in this side? <laughs> Granted, the creativity comes from the fullbacks, but I don't think Jurgen Klopp would be focusing on him so much if he had Steven Gerrard running through, threading it to Salah, threading it to Mane, or exchanging passes with Firmino. He's just brilliant, and you could put him in any Liverpool te- great Liverpool team of the past 40, 50 years, and he would still be the best player on that pitch. Yeah, you're not wrong. That that thought of even sort of Steven Gerrard lining up on the, the same pitch as Sadio Mane and certainly Mohamed Salah, even that role he played later on, of course, in, in that 2013-14 season, the link-up he had with Luis Suarez, he had all those great partnerships throughout his Liverpool career, whether it be even early days in the midfield with people helping sort of nurture him and bring him on, the likes, of course, of, of Gary McAllister, even Danny Murphy, one of those in the midfield engine room with him, and then, of course, with all of the, the strikers, Michael Owen, Fernando Torres, Luis Suarez. But while she was speaking there, Theo, one thing that really dawned on me was that, yes, of course, we know it's over 30 years since Liverpool have won a league title, Gerard came mighty close on three occasions wasn't quite able to get over the line in that respect and you saying it, it was sort of criminal how little he did win he did still win an awful lot of tournaments with Liverpool Football Club but at the same time whilst Liverpool as a team didn't have that success for supporters to watch at least the supporters did have an individual such as Steven Gerrard to, to watch come through the ranks and then absolutely dominate for a decade or more yeah, definitely. Um, the fact is, if they didn't have Steven Gerrard, they wouldn't have had these trophies. Like A Liverpool team containing Jimmy Traore, Antonio Nunes, Igor Bishka and all these players, that should not be in a Champions League final. They probably should be 3-0 down to AC Milan in a Champions League final if they somehow get there, but they shouldn't be fighting back and winning that. And I think he's, what, the first player, he might still be the only player to score in every major final that he could have done. For Liverpool, like obviously I've mentioned the UEFA Cup and the Worthington Cup, we all remember the AC Milan goal. Um, we all remember the West Ham goal. He just scores in all the big occasions. He was the man for the big occasion. And whenever Liverpool were up against it, there was that period that five, ten years, we thought, doesn't matter that we're losing this. Steven Gerrard is going to grab the game by the scruff of the neck and he is going to win it. And as you mentioned in there, with all these title misses, he's pretty much doing a different role in all of them. And that's almost Steven Gerrard's problem. He was so good that he could do any role in a team. He could score from 30 yards. He could time a run into the box perfectly and score a tap in or slide it past the keeper, go around the keeper. He was an amazing passer. We know how great his passing was, but he was a brilliant crosser as well. Like we talk about David Beckham, Gerrard's at the time was just behind him, if not on par. But he could tackle too. Like You could easily have put Steven Gerrard at right back and like Trent is now, and he'd have been the best player on the pitch. Like Rogers put him as this deep holding playmaker and he bossed games spreading it from distance. You had him behind the striker with Fernando Torres and he was the best player on the pitch. I think it was um, Fabio Capello or Rafa. One of them had said they saw him being like Francesco Sotti later on in his career and just being that, not number 10, but like that false nine and getting a lot of goals that way. But because Gerard had that much ability and he wanted to be involved, you could never just leave him up front. The same as you couldn't just leave him in defence. And granted, we had um, him as this deep line playmaker where you thought, oh, his legs have maybe gone a bit. He's not able to influence the games as much. He'll just have to sit and pass. But as we saw from the last few weeks of his Liverpool career, he knew he was off. He knew he was wanted to go out with a bang, but it might not have happened because it wasn't the best time for the team. They weren't playing well and everything. But he still went and he scored against Crystal Palace. He scored against Stoke in defeats. Um, he scored against Chelsea, I think, in this final month. He got the winner against QPR in his final month. He knew he was going to go out and get goals. 
he could do any job at the time. And because he was so good at all of them, it sort of hindered him because you just knew, ah, we need a deep line player today. We'll put him there. We need him left mid today. We'll put him there. Right mid, the same thing. And it affected him with England too. Like if you compare him to Frank Lampard, the whole careers span that debate, Gerard Lampard debate. Lampard was not Steven Gerrard. He did not have those abilities, but he was a great finisher. He was a great scorer of goals. He scored from wherever they put him on the pitch. Gerrard could have done that job just as easily and matched Lampard's totals. He could have been getting 20 goals a season. But because Lampard couldn't tackle the same way, he couldn't have that uh, discipline to sit deep, they just let him attack. Whereas Gerrard had to sort of fill in around these players and he still outshone them. That's how good he was. The Agenda on the Blood Red Channel. That's the thing, I suppose, with, with the era as well. And he came slightly before both Gerrard and Lampard but Paul Scholes is often brought into that debate as well of the best English central midfielder of the time well when Gerrard and Lampard were at their pomp Scholes was pushed out to the left-hand side and ultimately retired from international football one thing that's often forgotten but I suppose with Gerrard in that whole debate as you say Lampard and Scholes Scholes through his career played two roles an attacking midfielder and a deep player Lampard was always that box-to-box midfielder arriving late in the penalty area. Whereas you say, Gerard, literally every midfield role going, at some stage in his career, Gerard played it and perfected it. He's basically the school kid, isn't he? The best school kid on the schoolyard. And it's like, it doesn't matter what position you're going to play later on. You are the best player we've got. So go and grab the grain by the scruff of the neck, go and get the goals, go and run wherever you want and do that. But you do that Sunday league. You do it on the school play, playing field. You don't do it in the Premier League, in the Champions League. And Stephen Gerrard did it in the, the Premier League, in the Champions League. Did it at World Cups. It's just how good he was. That he, he had everything. Like You can watch any YouTube compilation of Stephen Gerrard. And it was just, whether it's passing, tackling, crossing, long-range shots or finishing. He seemed to perfect everything. And as I've just said, that almost hindered him. Because if he'd been a specialist at one of those roles, we'd probably be saying he is the best number 10 ever. Because he didn't have his whole career in that one position. We didn't see it and we just took it for granted how good he was. And like we've already said about the Liverpool teams he was in, it wasn't as good and he didn't get the triumph that he should have done, whether he'd been playing now or if he'd been playing in the 70s and 80s. But that's probably a testament to how good he was as well. Because if he had been in one of these great Liverpool teams it wouldn't be a debate about who is the best Liverpool player. You wouldn't be saying, is it John Barnes and Stephen Gerrard, Kenny Dalglish, Stephen Gerrard. You'd be saying, it's Stephen Gerrard, because not only has he got the titles, but he's got the performances, he's got that ability. It's just, yeah, I, I could go on all day, as you can probably tell here. He's just an exceptional player to watch, and I just feel lucky to have been able to watch him at the height of his powers for 15 years on what was most of the time an average Liverpool team. And they still got the victories, they still got the trophies. And, of course, he did come close to leaving after that final in Istanbul. Chelsea very much interested in him. But he stayed with Liverpool. He stayed with the club of his heart. And I suppose with doing that, almost sacrificed the understanding that the club wasn't where he was at as a player and probably wasn't going to win the trophies. But he won the hearts of the Liverpool supporters, something that you see with, for example, Michael Owen still struggles now to have that connection with the Liverpool fan base albeit 15-plus years on since leaving the club, whereas Steven Gerrard will will be admired and adored for all time. It's a bit of a different one with Michael Owen because, obviously, he's come from Chester. His dad was an ex-Everton player. I think he was a boyhood Everton fan and went into the team. He was the darling, scoring the goals. 
but I think he said himself, they never took to him the same way they took to a Robbie Fowler or Steven Gerrard later on. Whereas Gerrard was worshipped from the moment he stepped foot on that pitch because everyone knew what a good player he was. And the fact that he straight away he was winning trophies and scoring big goals. And then he just, if he'd left, it would have damaged relations. Like I think we'll remember fans burning shirts at the time when it looked like he was going to go to Chelsea. But straight on the pitch at Istanbul after the final whistle, I think his response was about his future. How could I leave after this? And then it was all the, the debate and where the contract talks, who it was not really communicating as well, because it was obviously wanted to stay, but he had that uh, lure of playing for Jose Mourinho and winning the Premier League. The same way Mike Lowen had the lure of playing with Zinedine Zidane, Luis Vigo, Ronaldo. Like, it's easy to have that emotion as a football fan and judge them for that because how you'd act as a football fan. But it's their professions. If you go to any footballer on the planet, do you want to play at the Bernabeu for Real Madrid with these great players, Zidane's, Ronaldo's, Vigo's, or do you want to lift the Premier League? Then you're going to go for that, aren't you? But Steven Gerrard, because he was a Liverpool fan, because he's a scouser and he's come through, it meant that little bit more to him. And it was part of the thing where if he'd gone to Chelsea, what would his role have been in that team? Steven Gerrard thrived being this talisman. That was the star man that was making the headlines, that grabbed the game by the scruff of the neck, brought his teammates through and all that. I don't think he's as effective if he's just another player. It's an interesting one. Granted, he would have done it, but he wouldn't have got the appreciation the same way. And as we saw later on with Fernando Torres, for example, he went to Chelsea and he didn't click with the fans. He didn't fit and click with the club. And granted, he's Spanish. He's not a scouser. But he got Liverpool the way he got Atletico Madrid. And I think, whilst I'm not saying Gerrard would have been a flop if he'd gone to Chelsea... It wouldn't have felt right. It wouldn't have felt the same way. And it's Liverpool's triumphs. They mean that bit more because it's with Liverpool as if he'd gone and done it for anyone else. You have him down then as the greatest Liverpool player in your opinion, as you say, perhaps didn't get the, the trophies he deserved. Last point then, I, I want to raise on Steven Gerrard. And as you said right at the top, it's unbelievable to think it's five years on since his last game at Anfield. But in terms of Steven Gerrard and the captain, I suppose that captaincy maybe came, albeit young, at the right time, at the time where it pushed him on to the next level. But there is a debate to have around whether he is Liverpool's best captain of all time. Of course, he played such a talismanic role in that squad. You said having that to, to live and thrive off really did help him. But at the same time, was it sometimes a bit of a burden having to be the man week in, week out to lift the club, to play through injury, to, to do all of these things, being the captain and not wanting to let his people and his club down? I don't think so. But just because he was that good, that he could handle it easily and it did drive him on. A lesser man would have struggled with it. We've seen plenty of players in the past struggle with the armband or the pressures of all the context. But Steven Gerrard always thrived under it. And you could probably say he's Liverpool's best captain as well, just because it was at a time when the captaincy meant that bit more, that you knew you were getting an extra 10% from him as a player and from a performance because you had Steven Gerrard as a captain. How many players have come to join Liverpool and said part of it was because of Steven Gerrard, because he was there, because he was their captain, or they achieved what they did because of him? Whereas if you look back to the 70s and 80s, granted, full of legends, full of Liverpool legends and great captains, like you just think of Emlyn Hughes, Graham Souness, Phil Thompson, Phil Nil, lifted a lot, a lot of trophies, Ron Yeats as well. But it didn't seem as important because the team was full of leaders. It was full of great players. 
and the armband changed more regularly. I know there was spats like Phil Thompson and Graham Souness. That was one in particular when it's been taken off. Tommy Smith, of course, he, he fell out with people when he had the armband taken off him. But that Liverpool team knew what it took to win and they all just went the same way. It doesn't matter who had the armband, they would have still won those trophies. They'd have still won those games. Whereas if this Liverpool team from 15 years ago, they're not getting to Istanbul without Steven Gerrard. They're not winning that game without Steven Gerrard. And as another player, he's still stepping up and it was maybe the age sort of thing. You know, you're waiting for him to become a man. But when you had that armband, that's when he really did step it up. Like if you think back to 2002, 2003, 2004, um, when Liverpool were struggling to get into the Champions League, he's still winning games there. Uh, I think I remember one against Charlton when he's scrubbed victory from this, like, cause of defeat, cutting inside and bending it into the bottom corner. There's Tottenham, I think, when he's run half the length of the pitch. And these are games when Liverpool weren't having great seasons and he still got them into the Champions League. And then Rafa comes in and it's just a whole new level. He, he looked a completely different player, the same way Jamie Carragher looked a completely different player, just because they're at that level now. They've got this responsibility. They've got this authority and they can just shine through. <laughs> and we saw the best of them for the next 10 years. Certainly did. And what a time it was. And who knows, Stephen Gerrard's chapter in Love Affair with Liverpool Football Club might not be over just yet. We'll have to wait and see how that one plays out. Of course, him cutting his teeth, his managerial teeth north of the border with Rangers. Theo, thanks a lot for your time and great to reminisce and talk on Stephen Gerrard. As you say, we, we could literally have done this all day but that's it from us for this edition of the agenda thanks to you as well for joining us and watching or listening in wherever you have whether it be through youtube or your regular podcast platforms if you would like to leave us a rating or review or comments in the section below please do so until next time though it's bye for now you've been listening to the agenda podcast on the blood red channel